The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. The China National Space Administration, or CNSA, and the Chinese Academy of Sciences have jointly released a series of global images of Mars, obtained during China's first Mars exploration mission. The series of coloured images was released at the launch event of the Space Day of China. Held in Hefei, capital city of East China's Anhui Province, processed in accordance with mapping standards, with a spatial resolution of 76 meters, the images include the orthographic projection of the eastern and western hemispheres of Mars, the Robinson projection of Mars. And the Mercator projection, plus an azimuthal projection of the planet. According to the CNSA, these images are based on fourteen thousand seven hundred and fifty-seven image data acquired by a remote sensing camera on the Tianwen One orbiter over eight months, from November twenty twenty-one. To July 2022, China's Tianwen-1 mission, consisting of an orbiter, a lander, and a rover, was launched on July the 23rd, 2020, and entered the orbit of Mars after 202 days of flight. The lander carrying the rover, Zhu Rong. Touched down on May the fifteenth, twenty twenty-one, in the southern part of Utopia Planitia, a vast plain in the northern hemisphere of Mars. Zhu Rong drove down from its landing platform to the Martian surface on May the twenty-second, starting its exploration of the Red Planet, according to Zhang Rongchao. The chief designer of China's first Mars exploration mission, the global images of Mars will provide a better quality base map for Mars exploration and scientific research. He added that it is an important contribution that Tianwen One has made to human deep space exploration. Jiang noted that starting from May the first this year, the scientific data of Tianwen One is open to the world. The research team has also identified a large number of geographical entities near the landing site, from high-resolution images of Mars. The International Astronomical Union has named. According to relevant rules, twenty-two of the geographical entities, after the historical and cultural villages and towns in China. 
According to the CNSA, so far, the Tianwen-1 orbiter has been operating for more than 1,000 days in good condition and is continuing to accumulate remote sensing raw data. The rover, Jurong, currently in dormancy, travelled 1,921 metres on the Red Planet. This is Special English. China's gross domestic product expanded 4.5% year-on-year in the first quarter of 2023 as economic activities gained traction. The figure rose sharply from the 2.9% growth in the fourth quarter of 2022 and is higher than many forecasts of around 4%. The National Bureau of Statistics says retail sales were up 10.6% in March, a major contributor to the GDP growth. The Chinese government has set a growth target of around 5% for this year. Local governments around the country are gearing up support for the economy, including optimising the business environment, stabilising employment and promoting consumption. This is Special English. Volkswagen will invest around 1 billion euros to establish a new development, innovation and procurement centre in China. According to the Volkswagen Group, the new centre will combine vehicles and components research and development teams with purchasing, leverage synergies in the development process and integrate state-of-the-art local technologies into product development at an early stage. The centre is expected to be launched in early 2024 and will comprise more than 2,000 employees from procurement and R&D. It is expected to gradually shorten the development time of new products and technologies by around 30%. Based in Hefei, this is Volkswagen Group's first joint venture in China that focuses on the R&D and manufacturing of new energy vehicles. You're listening to Special English. Switzerland will host the UEFA Women's European Championship in 2025. Switzerland last hosted a major football tournament in 2008 when it collaborated with Austria to host the men's Euros. This time, Switzerland outbid France, Poland and the Nordic Consortium of Denmark, Finland, Norway and Sweden. The final round of voting in the UEFA Executive Committee 
ended 9-4 for Switzerland over the Nordic combination. Lise Claverness, president of the Norwegian Football Federation, said they believe they submitted a good application with a clear plan on how to create the best Euros ever. They always knew that the competition would be tough, and they can only congratulate Switzerland, who came away with the victory. According to the Swiss football governing body, the tournament will take place over four weeks in June and July 2025 at the planned venues of Basel, Bern, Geneva, Zurich, St. Gallen, Sion, Lucerne and Thun. The existing infrastructure will be used or modified and the construction of additional stadiums hotels or training grounds is not necessary, according to the current state of knowledge. 2022 winner England's Lauren Hemp said the women's game is growing so much that it will be on so many people's TV screens and advertised so much that it will be an incredible experience. She added that being in Switzerland will be a different experience and it's something to look forward to as players. This is Special English. I was born on the 17th of November. Delve into a world of words with books and beyond. A podcast made especially for audiobook lovers. I came into the world as the youngest of five children. I wondered children. what Her Majesty would be like. Fie upon you, limpid one. Why have you taken... Immerse yourself in gripping stories and timeless classics from the comfort of your own personal space. Sun Tzu underlined three points on the context to gain initiative. There was initiative. no better wine and not to mention... The Whether you're a bookworm or a casual listener, our carefully curated selection of audiobooks will transport you to new worlds and stir your imagination. Subscribe to Books and Beyond and start your audiobook adventure now on radio.cgtn.com or your favorite podcast app. Are you one of the many looking to improve your English language skills by watching films or TV shows but feel it's too fast or get lost in the words? Well, slow things down with Special English, where you can polish your reading, listening, and pronunciation at your own pace. Get caught up with current news and international affairs while getting your daily English lesson with us. Find us on Apple Podcast by searching for Special English. Listening to Special English. The World Health Organization has warned that the COVID pandemic is still volatile, saying there could be further trouble before the virus settles into a predictable pattern. In spite of much reduced testing, the WHO said more than 23,000 deaths and 3 million new cases were reported in 
nearly a month. Michael Ryan, Executive Director of the WHO's Health Emergencies Programme, said a lot of people are still getting sick, though the numbers are decreasing. Ryan said it's not time yet to turn off a pandemic switch, but people are much more likely to see a bumpy road to a more predictable pattern adding that the virus would not be eliminated and would instead, like influenza, still cause significant respiratory disease in vulnerable people. The expert said their quarterly meeting on the COVID-19 pandemic in May will decide whether it remains a public health emergency of international concern. This is Special English. A fruit train carrying 23 containers of durian and mangosteen arrived in Kunming as Thai exporters increasingly turn to the China-Laos railway for quick access to the Chinese market. The train left Liamchabang, Thailand's major port, and was transshipped by the China-Laos Railway. Orathai Utrakul, a 67-year-old former plant import and export expert for Thailand Ministry of Agriculture and Cooperatives, has observed the growth of durian exports in Thailand over the years. He said previously, large numbers of durians were delivered to China, mostly by road and sea, but these routes were highly unpredictable, due to factors such as bad weather, sometimes taking more than 20 days to arrive. Currently, goods can reach Kunming in three days, after being hauled by the China-Laos Railway from Thailand where more mature durians will be exported. The more mature the durian, the better the taste. Orathai said, through the cold chain transportation on the China-Laos railway, they hope that more Chinese consumers can enjoy the fresh and delicious Thai durians, just like Thai people. According to data from the Ministry of Commerce of Thailand, China was the largest export market for Thai durians in 2022, accounting for more than 96% of the total export volume, valued at over 3 billion US dollars. This is Special English. Chengdu the capital of southwest China's Sichuan province, is certainly one of the favorite destinations for Chinese holidaymakers during the May Day holiday. With a history dating back over 3,000 years, Chengdu is known as the Land of Abundance. Its growth has been closely linked to the extensive water networks in the region and it has developed a unique culture and lifestyle. 
The Jinjiang River is one of the major bodies of water that runs into the Upper Yangtze. It's also a major provider to the more than 20 million people who live in Chengdu. The quiet and peaceful stream has provided for what is considered one of the happiest cities in the country, best known for its leisurely and slow-paced lifestyle. Chengdu boasts the largest number of tea houses in China. The traditional ones usually feature bamboo chairs and wooden tables, and mostly serve jasmine, longjing, and bi luo chun tea with snacks. Tea houses play an important role in the lives of Chengdu locals. Dotted throughout the city, they provide a lot more than just tea. They're used as a place to relax and engage in many social activities, and even more, they give a good insight into the local lifestyle. One Li, a local resident, said he really enjoys this kind of life, with sunshine, greenery, flowers, and family members around. The slow-paced lifestyle is ingrained in the very fibre of Chengdu culture. The opera there offers more than just singing and martial arts. It also features acrobatics, fire-breathing, and the magic of face-changing. Chen Guangxian, who is now approaching his 70s, is a big fan of traditional Han Chinese clothing. He said people from across the country, and even the world, would like to come to Chengdu. It's a very inclusive city, especially in terms of culture. For himself, he likes traditional Han Chinese clothing and enjoys telling others about Chinese traditions. Chengdu has been recognized by UNESCO as a city of gastronomy. The local cuisine is one of China's four most famous food styles. It's well known for its delicious spiciness, and each dish is unique in its own way. Rachel Hart, from the United States, has been living in the city for around five years. She said that life here is slow-paced. The people are very nice and friendly. The food is delicious. The cost of living is very reasonable, and she doesn't have a reason to move to another city. Known as the home of giant pandas, Chengdu has been working to build itself into a park city. The Tian Fu Greenway, a green corridor extending over 5,000 kilometers, offers leisure tourism and sports spaces. The city has developed into a busy commercial hub. It's now one of the most popular destinations among fresh graduates seeking jobs and more than 300 Fortune Global 500 companies operate there. For many, 
the juxtaposition of different lifestyles has made Chengdu an even more attractive place to live. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. China's gross domestic product expanded 4.5 percent year on year in the first quarter of 2023 as economic activities gained traction. The figure rose sharply from the 2.9 percent growth in the fourth quarter of 2022, and is higher than many forecasts of around 4 percent. The National Bureau of Statistics says retail sales were up 10.6 percent in March, a major contributor to the GDP growth. The Chinese government has set a growth target of around 5 percent for this year. Local governments around the country are gearing up support for the economy, including optimizing the business environment, stabilizing employment, and promoting consumption. This is special English. Chengdu, the capital of southwest China's Sichuan province, is certainly one of the favorite destinations for Chinese holidaymakers during the May Day holiday. With a history dating back over three thousand years, Chengdu is known as the land of abundance. Its growth has been closely linked to the extensive water networks in the region, and it has developed a unique culture and lifestyle. The Jinjiang River is one of the major bodies of water that runs into the Upper Yangtze. It's also a major provider to the over twenty million people who live in Chengdu. The quiet and peaceful stream has provided for what is considered one of the happiest cities in the country, best known for its leisurely and slow-paced lifestyle. Chengdu boasts the largest number of tea houses in China. The traditional ones usually feature bamboo chairs and wooden tables, and mostly serve jasmine, longjing, and bilo chun tea with snacks. Tea houses play an important role in the lives of Chengdu locals. Dotted throughout the city, they provide a lot more than just tea. They're used as a place to relax and engage in many social activities, and even more, they give a good insight into the local lifestyle. Wan Li, a local resident, said he really enjoys this kind of life with sunshine, greenery, flowers, and family members around. They call it the slow-paced life of Chengdu people. In fact, it's more about enjoying life. The slow-paced lifestyle is ingrained in the very fibre of Chengdu culture. The opera there offers more than just singing and martial arts. It also features acrobatics, fire breathing, and the magic of face changing. Chen Guangxian, who is now approaching his seventies, is a big fan of traditional Han Chinese clothing. He said people from across the country and even the world would like to come to Chengdu. It's a very inclusive city, especially in terms of culture. For himself, he likes traditional Han Chinese clothing and enjoys telling others about Chinese traditions. Chengdu has been recognized by UNESCO as a city of gastronomy. The local cuisine is one of China's foremost famous food styles. It's well known for its delicious spiciness, and each dish is unique in its own way. Rachel Hart from the United States has been living in the city for around five years. She said that life here is slow-paced. The people are very nice and friendly. The food is delicious. The cost of living is very reasonable, and she doesn't have a reason to move to another city. Despite its slow-paced lifestyle, the city has developed into a busy commercial hub. 
It's now one of the most popular destinations among fresh graduates seeking jobs. And more than 300 Fortune Global 500 companies operate there. For many, the juxtaposition of different lifestyles has made Chengdu an even more attractive place to live. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>